Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Um, just before we start, I've got the privilege and pleasure of starting the series this morning, I Choose. And uh, we'll be looking at the power of our choices through the month of January in the morning service. But just to encourage you as well, you know, we're here today, we've started a new year, and no doubt last night, right across Australia, and, um, that, that, and tonight as well, and the other parts of the world that will catch up with us, because we're leading the way, um, with the new year resolutions, there'll be all sorts of new resolutions. You know, I want to I wanna lose weight, I want to grow hair, I'd love to do that. I mean, gone are the days of hats. I just love that. That'd be awesome. Like Matt Berry, it's just awesome. Uh, but you know, uh, I, I, I don't want to mistreat my wife anymore. I want to make money. I want to, you know, we can have all these resolutions, but I think that we should be considering, you know, today and this week about some spiritual resolutions, about how can we finish 2017 being more like Christ? How can we, by the end of this year, possibly be uh, deeper into the Word of God? How can we be in deeper fellowship? I really want to encourage us as a people because I've found that years just roll over. <laughs> Certainly as you get a little bit older, I mean, you know, it just, you just go from January, December, and the year's gone. But, you know, I think it's so important that we as God's people start the year by really considering about how can we grow spiritually? How can we, if our goal in life, and it should be our goal in life, is to be more like Christ, what goals can we set ourselves for 2017? It might be getting up earlier in the morning to read, read more of Scripture. It might be attending a connect group. It might be leading a small group. It might be um, serving God. in a, I don't know what it is, but between you and the Holy Ghost, can I encourage you to take the time to set some goals, to set yourself um, on, a, on a pathway of ensuring by the end of this year you will be more like like Jesus, because that is the sum total of God's plan for our lives. That's it just there. But who's found that could be a difficult thing as well? Absolutely. We've got this thing called the old man and the flesh that we need to continually deal with. So this morning, we're going to start this series called uh, I Choose, and we're, we're looking at the, the, the power uh, of our choices. And I want us just to think a bit this morning about our choices and how powerful they are, because essentially the thought is this, what we are now... Essentially, we are the sum total of the choices that we've made. Right now, where you're sitting, you are the sum total of the choices that you made. And who will we be tomorrow? Um, essentially, the decisions that we're making today will determine our choices, and we will become who we are um, 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 able to be tomorrow, all based upon the choices that we make. Our choices are so important. The decisions in life, the choices that we make in life are so important because they shape and they fashion who we are and who we are becoming and who will we be, who we will who we will be in the future as well. So that's why today we want to spend some time looking at the power of our choices. And in particular today, uh, our topic for this morning is the importance of choosing purpose over popularity. The importance of choosing purpose, the purpose that God has for us, over popularity, being popular in the eyes of other people. And I want you to, to imagine a moment um, where everyone likes you and approves of you, no matter what you do or what you say. Everyone, I just want you to imagine right now, just for, just for a, a, a brief 10-second little nano thought. Just think of a world where everyone approves of you. Husbands, think about it. No one telling you to get off the lounge. Awesome. No one's saying to put the remote control down, get out and mow the lawn. Can you imagine that sort of a world? I mean, that's Shane's world right there. Just joking, honey. She never tells me that at all. 
In fact, she's always telling me to sit down. But could you imagine a world where everyone approves of you? No one disapproves of any of your actions or, or your thoughts. But the truth is this. It's completely impossible. No matter what we do, we can't please everyone. But now I want you to imagine a different scenario. Imagine being so consumed with pleasing Christ that the approval of others doesn't matter so much to you. Imagine waking up every single day with passion and purpose in your life, knowing that deep down you are doing what you were created for. It drives you, and the approval of others doesn't distract you. You know, I believe today with all of my heart, this is what God is wanting for us, for every single one of us for 2017, that we would be so consumed with the approval of God that we would be so consumed in pursuing the purpose that he has that each of us would choose purpose over popularity. But the problem that so many of us face is that we are so consumed with the approval of other people. We think things like, do you like me? Why didn't you like my post? You didn't respond. Don't you like me anymore? Do you like my job? Do you like the school that I go to? Do you like my haircut? I had one this morning. You can't tell, can you? But I did. I had a haircut this morning. The truth is, before long, we start living for the approval of others, and we become more interested in what people think than what God thinks. That's a scary place to be. And the problem with this is this. Living for the approval of people keeps you from the purposes of God. Living for the approval of people keeps you from the purposes of God. And the fastest way to forget what God thinks about us is to be obsessed with what people think about us. And the Bible calls it the fear of man. In fact, there's a scripture in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25, it says this, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. I believe God is wanting us to make a choice to choose purpose over popularity. There's a great illustration I want to share with you this morning. It's out of the book of Hebrews, and the, book of Hebrew, the author of Hebrews mentions one individual that's a great example of choosing purpose over popularity, and this man's name is Moses. And Moses was a man who was born into poverty. He was born into slavery, but then through the miraculous hand of God, he's, he's taken out of that world of slavery and poverty, and he's brought into the home of the most richest and powerful man on the planet. Moses is living a life of luxury and pleasure. Anything he wants, he can have. That's where he was living. But listen to what the choice is that Moses makes in Hebrews chapter 11. Because it says this, By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches in treasure in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. Look at that word there, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Moses, listen to this thought, Moses chose his calling over his comfort. And there are people here this morning that God has really wanted to challenge because you're choosing your comfort over your purpose. Choosing your comfort over your purpose. God has a purpose for us, for each one of us. And each one of us were created for a particular purpose, with a particular um, shape and fashion in mind. And it's imperative. I believe this. It's so imperative through the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit that each of us are sure about the purpose that we have. Because if we're not sure of our purpose in life, we will misuse our lives. We will misuse our lives. We'll use our lives on other things that we were never intended to use them for. I uh, have a few tools at home. And um, 
Sometimes I like to do some work around the house, tinker on the boat and do a few things. And one day I had a need for a pair of pliers. And uh, so I quickly went to the, to the tool, toolbox and um, my toolbox is just pretty messy. It's all over the place. So I just grabbed the first thing that I could find because I needed a pair of pliers, pointy no pliers that I could grab a hold of this, um, this bolt with so that I could turn the thing and so I could unscrew the thing. And I picked a pair of pliers and I picked absolutely the wrong pair of pliers. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen these. I think they're called O-ring movers. Is that correct, Kevin? So, exactly right. That's what I was going to call them. If I had to call them something, I would have called them Sir Clip Pliers. Thank you, Kevin. You're confirming what I... That's what I would have called these Sir Clip Pliers. You know, so I'm trying to hold the, 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 the nut, but there's no way known because they're just not designed for that. They're designed to take off O-rings. This wasn't designed. Its purpose is to take off <laughs> forgotten already sir clips but I was trying to use it for something else I was misusing its purpose and how many potentially people today are misusing their lives because they haven't discovered yet what their purpose is God wants us to understand that we have a purpose because if we don't discover what our purpose is, the reality is we're probably going to misuse our life. And this morning, just before we get ready to conclude, it's only a short message this morning. I think I'm making that up, but we'll see how we go. I want to demystify the word purpose because people can get all freaked out when we start saying the word purpose. We can start going, woo, capital P, U-R-P-O-S-E, what is my purpose in life? And we can get really freaked out with that. We can think all sorts of stuff like, is my purpose to be a missionary? Is my purpose to travel around the world as an evangelist? Is my purpose to sell everything that I have and give it to the poor and, and become a, um, 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 uh, a poor missionary or something like that? You know, we can, we can get so caught up on that question, what is my purpose? But I believe that God's more interested in the lowercase purpose in our lives. Every day, being Jesus to everyone that we meet. We can get so wound up on what is my purpose, but I believe that God wants us to focus on the lowercase purpose. Seeing someone that we know that needs encouraging and then taking the time to encourage them, that's purpose. Caring for a friend that's just loved, lost a loved one, that's purpose. That's purpose without, without exception. Seeing a need that someone has and then meeting that need, that, that's purpose. In fact, the lowercase purpose is the thing that I believe that we need to be faithful in, based basically being Christ to every person that I meet, choosing to be Jesus everywhere I go. Not, not blowing off the, the cashier chick because the, 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 what do you call them? Kevin. What are they called again? Go to Woolworths and the checkout chick. Not blowing off the checkout chick because you've had to wait in line too long, but being Jesus to them. Amen. Going through the drive-thru at Macca's rather than just grabbing your coffee, grunting and going. No, stopping, looking them in the eye and loving them and being Jesus to them. You don't know what that would do. Amen. My wife got a bit upset at me the other day. We were going through Macca's drive-thru and she was ordering. She was driving. I was just playing around. Uh, every time she talked and... I don't know why she was getting so upset about it. I thought it was really funny. In fact, when we got around the other side, I think the lady had a smile on her face. Amen? Uh, try that, husbands, next time you're going through and just see the response that you get. I've still got bruises on my arms today. But, you know, we get caught up in the big purpose. It's the lowercase purpose that we need to focus on. Every person that we see. 
loving them despite how we're feeling. And that, that, that's the purpose that I believe that God wants to discover. And I found this, that when we're faithful on the lowercase purpose, God starts to reveal the uppercase purpose to us. Amen? When we're, when we're faithful in the lowercase, God starts to reveal the uppercase, the bigger picture and the plan that he has for us. So if we're faithful in the small P's, then he starts to reveal the capital P to us. And this morning, I want to give you three thoughts about the power of purpose. Because again, we're talking about choosing purpose over popularity. Not being driven by what people think about us, but being driven by the approval of God. That's the driver. That's the thing that drives us in life. So the first thought about the power of purpose is, number one, purpose diminishes distractions. Purpose diminishes distractions. When you understand more about your purpose, the less time you spend on distractions. And one of the biggest distractions to our purpose is comparing. We're always comparing ourselves with other people. We look at their lives and we compare our lives to them. And why have we got this and why have we got that? And how come they're so blessed or so happy? No, stop comparing. In fact, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, he says, Paul says those who compare themselves with others are not wise. Comparing is just a distraction. So purpose diminishes distractions. There's a great story I want to share with you this morning. There's a great key about discovering your purpose as well, found in the book of Nehemiah. And in Nehemiah chapter 1, we find uh, Nehemiah has just discovered that the walls of Jerusalem and the doors of the city have been absolutely destroyed. And we pick up the story um, in the first chapter of Nehemiah. And this is what he says, So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept for many days. That's where Nehemiah is starting. A little thought, little key is this. Anytime you find yourself righteously angry, that's the key that this could be your purpose. In other words, when you're moved in your spirit about a situation, about a circumstance, about something that's happening in the world, that right there could be your purpose because it's moving you, it's stirring your heart. More Christians need to get stirred in our hearts, amen towards the things of God. More of us got to stop living small lives and start to realize that we were created for larger things. Amen. Amen. He's created us for far bigger things. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and I mourned for many, many days. So what does Nehemiah do? He rallies all the people, he gathers the troops, and he starts rebuilding the gates. He knows his purpose, but then comes distractions. Listen to this. These distractions were called Sanballat and Tobiah. Who's found that when you start doing something for God, distractions show up? They can come in circumstances, they can come by people, they can come in a number of ways. But for Nehemiah, he's up on the wall building, rebuilding the walls, rebuilding the gates of the, uh, of the, of the city of Jerusalem. And then Sanballat and Tobiah come. And they're wanting to distract him from his purpose. He's up on the wall building and they're wanting him to come down. But I love what he says. He says this, So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Come on this morning. Some of us need, like Nehemiah, need to internalize that thought. I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. Hallelujah. Purpose diminishes distractions. It might seem like a small thing that you're doing now, but I want to encourage you. Don't be distracted in that small thing. Keep being faithful. Keep building, rebuilding, doing whatever it is that God is doing through you. Amen. So the first thought was that purpose diminishes distractions. Number two, purpose pushes you through pain. Who loves pain?
Not at all. But purpose pushes you through pain. Thought is this, when you have purpose, it gives you the motivation to push through pain. Thought, the pathway to your purpose is always paved with some pain. It was painful for Moses. It was painful for David. It was painful for Mary. It was incredibly painful for Jesus. And each one of us, it will be painful for us as we choose purpose over popularity. And the thought this this morning, whenever you're doing something for God, you'll always face some kind of opposition because the enemy doesn't uh, want to, to, to us to be fulfilling the purpose that God has. So he tries to resist us. He pushes back. And the thought that you really want to take home today is this. Never worry about resistance because it means you're on the path of God's purpose. Only be concerned when you face no resistance. I say it again because I said it too fast. Never worry about resistance because it means you're on the path of God's purpose. Only be concerned when you face no resistance. No resistance. No purpose. Number three, as we conclude this morning, purpose empowers you to please God. This is what Moses tapped into because he was serving God and there was all sorts of opposition that Moses faced. He, he faced it from his enemies. He had lots of them. He faced it from Pharaoh. He faced it from his own people who complained like nobody's business. They complained and they whinged and whinged. The purpose that he had in his heart, that's what empowered him to keep going. Why? Because his thoughts would have been I'm pleasing God. This is what God has called me to do. This is what I was created to do. You can't talk me out of doing what God has called me to do. In fact, in Acts chapter 5, uh, Peter and John, uh, we see them there. They're challenged not to use the name of Jesus, not to preach in that name. And if they were to preach in that name, they were to be uh, imprisoned. And we already see that Peter and John had already been beaten. They'd already been put in jail. But here we hear them after they're being challenged not to speak in the name of Jesus. This is what they say in Acts chapter 5. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. Come on, for 2017, how about we be the sort of individuals say that we're going to obey God rather than man? Not to allow the fear of man to hold us back. Not to allow the fear of man to bind us in our witness, in our testimony. Hallelujah. But here they are. Peter and the apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. When you know your purpose, it empowers you to please God. And the truth is we can't please everybody, but we can please God. Amen? How do we please God? Whenever we live by faith, we please God. Whenever we're obedient to the, the little purpose P moments, and we're faithful in the small things, we please God. Whenever we die to ourselves and let Christ live through us, we please God. Do you want to please God this year? And choose purpose over popularity. Choose God over everything else. Just conclude with Moses this morning. If I could just have... Um, Alicia, if you would play the keys, that would be great. Thanks very much. Awesome. I want to take us back to Hebrews chapter 11 and to reread it this morning. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. 
esteeming the re- reproach of Christ greater riches in tre- excuse me greater riches than treasure in Egypt for he looked to the reward Moses regarded the disgrace for the sake of Christ as what say it with me this morning as greater value than all the treasures in Egypt Moses was looking to the reward Moses wasn't caught up on just the here and now he wasn't just this is just all that is all that there is in life Moses was looking beyond this life and looking to the future understanding that there was a great reward for each of us today did you know that we're living for that reward as well amen and I believe God's prayer would be for us today that we would be so consumed with the approval of God let's bow our heads this morning Father, we just want to thank you for your incredible faithfulness, your incredible graciousness. Thank you, God, you have blessed us with so much. And today, Lord, we are so grateful for everything that you've done for us, everything that you've given us. We thank you for this year that is ahead. And today, Lord, we ask you that you would help us not to be driven by the approval of others, not to be caught up in worrying about what people think about us but lord that we would live for your approval that we would live seeking to bring joy to you seeking to be christ to everyone that we meet father today if there's anything that we take away from this morning it's that that you would empower and continue to help us to be christ to everyone that we engage whether it be through the checkout, Lord, whether it be through a drive-through, where we're walking, wherever, that we would make that choice. That Christ in us, Christ lives in us, the hope of glory. So, Lord, today as a church family, we just come to before you today, and we, we're so thankful. We just look forward to this year. We know that you have so many incredible things that you're calling us to do, but we just pray, Lord, that in all that we do, that Jesus Christ may be glorified. You know, we started this service talking about setting some goals, setting some thoughts about 2017 in our walks with God. This morning, why don't you just take a moment just in this part of the service today, just to think about and just to reflect on and maybe there's some decisions that you need to make. Like Kim was sharing this morning, maybe there's some doors that you need to reopen again. Some spaces in your heart and in your life where you need to invite God back into that part of your world again. Lord, we just wait on you this morning. We thank you for the year gone by, but we thank you for the year ahead of us. Let him challenge you this morning. Let him speak to you this morning. Don't push his still small voice aside this morning, but just let's wait on him today, Lord. We wait on you. We wait on you, Lord. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our lives. Jesus, we thank you. Worship you. Worship you. I can encourage you make sure today tomorrow write those thoughts down amen just write them down commit to 
change commit to more of him amen while we stand to our feet we're going to conclude now and um, go and enjoy some fellowship today don't forget tonight's service is prayer and worship we want to kick the year off just in praying and seeking god so really encourage you to come back but go and enjoy some great fellowship hang out with a few friends give someone a kiss a hug have a close you know them but have a great and blessed day in jesus name amen god bless you